Welcome to my conversation with Dr. Carlin Barilovitz, Dean for the College of Management and Technology. The title of this podcast is Carlin Barilovitz, Why I Do It. Um, my name is Allison Jean. I'm the program director for the communication and marketing programs here um, in the College of Management and Technology. And let me begin with a short introduction of Dr. Carlin Barilovitz, also fondly known to us as Carlin. So Carlin's been with Walden since 2010, and she's played an instrumental role in building the MSIS, the MSIT, and the DIT uh, programs here um, in CMT. Carlin previously held the role of Associate Dean for the School of Information Systems and Technology. She holds a PhD from the University of Tennessee in Computer Science. Carlin has experience also as a programmer with NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory and over 25 years of experience in leadership and teaching in higher education. Carlin lives in Greensboro, well, not Greensboro, but she lives in North Carolina, Asheville, right, Carlin? Yes. Yeah, Asheville um, with her husband and three children and three fabulous, really large dogs. So thanks for joining me today, Carlin. I have a, a few questions for you, but the whole goal of this podcast is really to learn about our colleagues and to learn about the person behind the title and essentially why you do it, what brings you to this work in higher education and what you get out of it and what we can learn from your highs and lows and your joys and pains. And um, this is really an opportunity to share and for us to really grow together as a community. So the first uh, question I have for you is, give us a few adjectives to describe Carlin. Okay, um, I would say organized. Um, my kids say I can organize the fun out of anything. Um, I like things to be very structured. <laughs> um, I'm very determined. Um, once I set a goal, I work really hard to accomplish that goal. And I guess uh, another one would be um, empathetic. I, I think that one has been something that I've improved at uh, as I've gotten older um, and being able to see other people's point of view and be able to find maybe a common middle ground when um, dealing with potentially um, difficult situations. Great. Well, what brought you to higher education in the first place? I mean, your bio, um, you worked in um, with NASA, which again, very prestigious, must have been a great experience. Your background is in computer science. What made you decide you wanted to go into higher ed as a career? Um, well, it was, didn't happen on purpose. Um, I actually, uh, my department chair in my undergraduate program uh, became my mentor. And um, he actually was the one who helped me get the job with NASA. And um, while we were working there, he said, you know, you really should go to graduate school. And I really hadn't considered it. And I decided to go to graduate school. I decided to pursue my master's degree. Um, all the while, not a plan at all to teach. Um, and then I started my master's program and 
you know, you hear the term starving student. I was literally a starving student. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't have any money and I was tired of being poor. And a friend of mine said, well, I teach at the local community college and get some extra money. You should try it. And so I applied for a job, interviewed, got the job, and I went into my first night and I lectured for two hours and I never looked at my notes a single time. And I just had so much fun. And I came home and I called my dad and I said, I think I'm going to be a teacher. And uh -huh. uh, so then I finished my master's and went for the PhD because I just absolutely love teaching. Wow, that's a great story. So if you hadn't gone into teaching, what else did you think you wanted to be? You know, we all have those thoughts growing up. I think I want to be this or I want to be that. And um, what were some of your options? Um, well, um, in high school, I actually wanted to be a social worker. And I think that was because my aunt, who I um, admired greatly, was a social worker. Uh, but I went and spent a day with her, and I just don't think I could do that. Um, I had to be with her while she took a child from their parents who were abusing her, and I said, I just, I can't do this. Um, wow. So in high school, I loved chemistry, so I decided to do, I would be a pharmacist. When I started college, I was going to be a pharmacist. And um, then my second chemistry lab, I just could not stand it. And so I decided to move to math because I really love math. Um, then after about a year of majoring in math, I thought, well, what are the real job options as a math major? And I just took as an extra um, course, I took a computer science course and I really, really enjoyed it. And I changed my major to computer science and I never really looked back. I think. Um, if I hadn't gotten into teaching, you know, I would probably still be um, a programmer or a project leader in computer science now. Wow. So um, you went into teaching, but now you're in administration. So what's that transition been like? It's very, very different skill set. That's for sure. Um, it was difficult for me because I, I actually never intended to be an administrator. It just kind of happened. I, um, one of my colleagues called me and said, um, we have a department chair position and we want you to apply and the deadline's today. Uh, and so I applied and I got the position. And as a faculty member, I just kind of assumed that all faculty members did their job like they should. Right. Uh, when I became a department chair, I found out that wasn't true. <laughs> wow. Um, um, and this was not at Walden, um, <laughs> um, but it just, it, it surprised me, you know, and so you have to find a way to, you're not giving students a grade anymore. Um, and so you want to continue a working relationship with your direct report. And so it's a lot more of coaching um, than evaluating um, and really interacting with them and, and trying to pull out the best skills of the people that report to you. Um, another difficult thing that I found um, was learning to delegate. Um, I wasn't very good at that when I first became an administrator and over the years as you exhaust yourself with more and more responsibilities you, you learn to be better at that. So I think I've, I've done a lot better job at that and 
you know, as you know, Allison, at Walden, it really does make it easy to be an administrator because we have extremely dedicated faculty. We do. Who, who genuinely care about student success. So, so we're lucky to be in the position we're in. <laughs> we are. So one of the um, sort of, as professionals, we learn, not probably from school, but we just learn on the job that you're always to separate as much as you can the personal from the professional and and you know who you are and and what you what's going on in your personal life and just don't bring that to work as educators especially in should we say in society today with all of the challenges that we have is that possible really to separate the personal and the professional i don't really think it is i think it's really really hard and i mean I think I'm one of those people that tell my life story to everybody I meet. So uh, for me, I think um, your personality is going to show in your classroom if you're a faculty member. Um, you know, um, there's you can think back in your history, you've had teachers that you just really clicked with, their personality was really right. great, others that you didn't click with. Um, so you have your own personality and I think you have your own personality as a leader. Um, and, and your personality comes through and you have to learn to use some of the pieces of your personality that maybe aren't as strong to manage people that have a different personality than you. Um, I think the big thing is you have to make sure that as a leader, you don't let your personal feelings dictate your professional decisions. Right. I think that's where you make the separation. So there might be a faculty member that personally, I really enjoy having lunch with. Um, but when a leadership position comes up, um, they might not be the right fit for that job. Right. And so you have to be really careful not to um, blur the lines between personal and professional. You have to keep the professional where it belongs. Right. So as we sort of wrap up, um, our conversation today, um, we're in December of 2019. Um, so as we're approaching new year, 2020, which is a huge number, can you share with us what are some of your um, greatest hopes or your hopes for yourself, um, for your family and for your colleagues? Okay, um, well, first of all, I hope for all of us to stay safe. Um, I hope for myself um, to develop a more clear vision for the college and to better express that vision throughout everything I do, um, to really become more laser focused on here is what we're going to do and do well this year. Um, I wish for my family and my colleagues, um, professional and personal success. And I think probably the biggest thing that I wish for anyone in 2020 um, is to be able to take a moment for themselves. Um, we get so caught up in our jobs, in our obligations, in our cell phones, and and everything that we're doing all the time. And I really just think for your mental and physical health, the most important thing you can do is take time um, to just relax and re rejuvenate. 
And I think that's what I would hope for everybody that I come in contact with in 2020. Wonderful. Any parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Um, I just, I, I feel like when you as a professional find a job that you love as much as I love my job, it's really such a blessing. And, and I just, I can't even believe that I've been given the opportunity to do what I love to do my entire life. Um, and people ask me about retiring. I'm not near that age yet. Um, but when they ask me, I don't think I will ever retire. I, I cannot imagine um, not being in higher education. And I just, I'm so glad that I found my calling and that I get to do it all day, every day and, and do it with some of the greatest colleagues in the world. So I just, I, I'm glad that I have this opportunity. I'm glad that we have Walden and online learning um, that gives people an opportunity to make themselves better, give themselves more options in their lives. And I, I just feel extremely lucky and blessed that I get to be in this environment and do what I love to do every day. Well, thank you so much, Carlin. And thanks for being the first podcast for the College of Management and Technology. We plan on having many more, and it, this is a great way for us to end 2019 and to look forward to 2020 and all the joys and hopefully not too many lows, but lots of highs that we can have for the new year. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you.